Well, good day, one and all. I'm Jeff Graham. This is podcast episode number four. Uh, not going to be a big long one today. It's just uh, my own reflections on a few things today, but uh, didn't want to leave you in the lurch too long. So uh, enjoy and uh, listen up and we'll try not to offend anyone. Okay, here we are. Uh, I'm just looking at the things that went on today. It's a, it's a Monday as I record this, and I had the distinct pleasure today on the hotline show on AM 1240 of interviewing for the whole hour, former Watertown Mayor Tom Walker. It was on the occasion of his 97th birthday, and it was probably one of the best interviews I've uh, had the pleasure of doing over the years. Uh, Mayor Walker was up on everything. We talked about issues from the past, um, his life, his growing up, his career, and what he's been doing in recent years, and uh, it, it was just an enlightening interview. And, of course, you can always grab the, uh, the uh, SoundCloud audio of that off of News Junkie. Yes, that's right, News Junkie. Great service, does wonderful things for the area. So that was a pleasure today. I was just looking down News Junkie, in fact. Other um, things, Town of Alexandria to renovate an old Bonnie Castle Rec Center. Boy, that's, that strikes me as a bottomless pit, but I don't know. California firefighter shot and killed while battling a dumpster fire. What is going on? It was in Stockton, California. What is going on in this country? I don't know. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau tests positive for the COVID. That is, he's in hiding because all the truckers are in town. Now, that is so, so lame. Oh, they might be a jet. No, it won't be, Mr. Prime Minister. Uh, it's something else. And, of course, uh, you know, everybody's excited about the upcoming Bengals-Rams game as well. And uh, I'm not sure how to read that one. I, you know, most people didn't think the Bengals would get through the, the uh, Kansas City juggernaut there, but they did. And... Um, a lot of people thought the Rams would probably win, but they were a little off for the first three quarters yesterday, so it's, uh, it's hard to say where all of this is going to go on uh, the 13th, which is uh, a week from this coming Sunday. So just lots of exciting things. And, of course, the weather this week here in the North Country, um, finally moderating a bit. This bitter cold we have, it, could, it just drains you. It sucks the life out of you at times, um, even though it's, you, know, you can dress for it and all of that. You just get tired of it, and this week we're at least going to have a little respite. They're talking 40 on Wednesday. Not, nothing huge, but 40 degrees isn't too bad. And the other big news that's been circulating, and I just wanted to touch on it for a little bit here, and that's redistricting. Now, this, uh, just to give you a little primer on all of that, um, we have congressional districts, as you know. We have state senate and assembly districts. We have county legislative districts. And in some cities, you have city council districts. We don't up here, of course. But on the other hand, what happens is that uh, as a result of the census every 10 years, which is required in the Constitution, that determines how many congressional representatives a state gets. For instance, 10 years ago, Montana was entitled to just one. Now they get two. So they have to have districts drawn. And here in New York, 10 years ago, we were allocated 27 members of Congress. This year, 26, one less. So the maps are going to be redrawn, and they're redrawn for a variety of reasons. One is the changing number of seats, and some of the other things would be the population to get them equal. It's required under the law that federal congressional districts be exactly identical in population. That's not necessarily the case with county ledge or state legislature where there's a plus or minus factor, but the federal seats have to be exactly the same, which means sometimes you're cutting down the middle of a block or something to get certain numbers of people in and out. So in the case of the 21st district that we're in right now, represented by 
at least Stefanik, uh, it had roughly 720, 730,000 people, and it needed to get like 780. I'm just using the round numbers uh, in order to meet the uh, threshold. So uh, things were going to have to be added to it. And usually here in the North Country, what's happened is that uh, we have a homogenous North Country district. It goes from Watertown through uh, Central Adirondacks and Lake Placid, uh, Saranac Lake over to Oh, Plattsburgh and down in that area. And, um, you know, sometimes when the adjustments come every 10 years, it's usually like adding a little bit in Oswego County or taking away a little bit in Herkimer County or something like that on the fringes. Well, this year something different has happened. The Democrats control the process, obviously, because they control the state legislature. Now, you may recall there was some, there was a really insincere and half-hearted uh, effort at an independent redistricting commission. Well... We know that that was intended to fail, and it did. And so the um, process of redrawing reverted to the state legislature. Well, who controls that? Well, in both the Assembly and Senate, the Democrats have two-thirds plus majority. So uh, they obviously uh, have a you know, lockstep control on their process. Well, they came out on Sunday afternoon with the proposed maps for the congressional seats. And Uh, They were written up in legislation that was presented to the legislature with the intention of voting on Wednesday. Whether that happens, I don't know. And whether there's court challenges, I don't know either. But the big change for us is that in the city of Watertown and most of Fort Drum, and in fact most of Jefferson County, we we would no longer be represented by Representative Stefanik. In other words, the line would be, uh, be drawn to the east. It would... Her district, her new district, would include St. Lawrence and Lewis County and five townships in eastern Jefferson County. That's Champion, Rutland, Wilna, I think Antwerp, and Philadelphia. And then it extends further east to Franklin, Clinton, Essex, Hamilton, and uh, down around, uh, moves down towards Saratoga. They've omitted Glens Falls from her district this year, and uh, they've moved her district into some areas like Schoharie County, Montgomery County, very Republican counties. Now, why are they helping her? Well, she has a more Republican district under this proposal because the Democrats want to concentrate Republican voters in lesser districts. So, in other words, there were eight Republican districts as a result of the election two years ago. Well, they want to rearrange the boundaries so that uh, they have a good shot at reducing that from eight to four. And to do that, you have to make some districts more Republican, and uh, then you can uh, perhaps win a district like the one in central New York based in Syracuse. That's, in essence, their goal. It is not to be fair and balanced by any means. Their goal is to win seats. And the same thing goes on in other states on, on the other side of the aisle. So it's not nobody's lily white in all of this. But as far as our district, what happened is most of Jefferson County is now included in a district that goes from Jefferson County takes in a corner of Oswego County right by the lake and then goes over into Sodus and Wolcott and uh, areas east of Rochester. Then it dips down, kind of in a serpentine manner, into wine country, Canandaigua wine country, Finger Lakes. Uh, And it circles around the bottom of Rochester, which has its own seat represented by Congressman Morelli, a Democrat. And then the district proceeds on west, uh, back up to Lake Ontario for some of those... uh, townships up there, and also some of the eastern exurbs, I guess you'd have to call them, of Buffalo. Again, this will be a Republican seat, represented uh, by a fellow from Geneseo, probably called Representative Chris Jacobs. So he would become 
our congressman here in Watertown, assuming he wins, of course, and, and you don't know. You don't know what kind of Democratic challenger could come up. It's not going to be from our area, not going to be from Jefferson County. It could be from, from out there. Those three people, remember, that were said they were running against Stefanik? They're off our radar in Watertown. Castelli, Purporti, and Bridie Farrell. No, they're, if this goes through, they're irrelevant to us in Watertown. So anyway, this new district, it has the requisite number of people. Uh, it's kind of a serpentine, salamander-shaped district that some people would say is the ultimate in gerrymandering. Uh, others would say it's, well, it's a commonality of interest because these are mostly small rural counties. Uh, it's just a different perspective geographically. But we lose Congresswoman Stefanik, who's been a steadfast defender of Fort Drum, brought a lot of focus to Fort Drum, and uh, has been a fighter for the North Country. Instead, we have Congressman Jacobs, who clearly will have more of an affinity towards the higher population, high annual income areas uh, near Rochester and Buffalo than sort of this rump end of the district up here. Now, I'm sure he'll be concerned about Fort Drum, but he's also someone who, as I understand it, People say he's a nice guy, went to Boston College, he's um, you know, kind of an elite, uh, well-to-do family, but you know, he's kind of in the, uh, uh, let's say, centrist, some would say rhino category. In fact, he was one of 35 Demo- Republicans who I think voted in favor of that uh, January 6th commission, which, um, I don't know, that's, that's a tough pill to swallow for many of us. So don't know much about the man. Obviously, if he's our member of Congress, he's our member of Congress. I mean, that happens. Happened a few years ago when a guy named Bill Owens came on the scene. We didn't know him either. And he became our member of Congress. A lot of people liked him. Some didn't, but a lot of people liked him. And so all of this is going to happen. The legislature has to approve it. If they do, the governor will surely rubber stamp it. Uh, and then also as all of this, they have to redraw the state Senate and assembly districts. So... I, don't, I haven't seen those maps yet. Uh, there were some preliminary ones out weeks ago, but uh, as far as the ones going to the legislature for approval, I haven't seen them. Maybe you have, but I haven't. And so we're going to um, find out what happens to the Senate district, what happens to the River District. Some people have said that'll get broken up. Uh, some of these other Assembly and Senate districts, uh, you know, who's going to run again? I, a lot of people think that Patty Ritchie will bow out this time. There's been other names mentioned. Uh, Will Barkley running for Senate? Some people have even said former congressional candidate Matt Dohenia might be interested. And, of course, there's the assembly seats. Ken Blankenbush, will he go for another term? I don't know. Uh, Mark Waldzik obviously would. Um, he's another one who people have said might have Senate ambitions. But uh, the Senate isn't what it used to be when Joe Bruno was in charge. The Republicans are in a hopeless minority there, too. So there really isn't much difference between the Senate and Assembly when you're in the minority. Oh, I don't know what's going to happen with those seats. Uh, even here in Little Jefferson County, the county legislative districts have to be with, uh, redrawn. Those will be minor changes. Probably District 14 will include the northeast part of the city, Pamelia, and then a chunk of Luray or something like that. They always use Luray as the equalizer um, because most of the people out there don't vote anyway. So basically, um, that's what's going on with redistricting. It's something you should follow. But it's also a kind of an arcane, you know, and it's also a dark art. And it's not something most people sit around the dinner table talking about. And a lot of the news media, candidly, aren't that interested in it. Um, you know, it just doesn't float their boat, if you will. So 
I don't know. We're going to just see what develops over the coming days. And uh, the political season is upon us as far as candidates declaring and going out and getting petitions. So a decision will come soon. And it would be a shame, in my mind, if we lost Congresswoman Stefanik as our representative here in uh, Watertown and Fort Drum. I'm sure she'll still be interested in all of us. But, um, you know, it's been... Uh, I think a good thing for the area to have an uh, an up-and-coming star, if you will, if politics can produce stardom, and uh, someone who's uh, in leadership. She's the number three person in the Republican caucus. If the GOP takes control in November, as many think they will, uh, she'd be in a very uh, good position. That would put us in a good position. So um, don't know what to say on all of that. I think, uh, candidly, we probably got screwed. Um wasn't necessary to draw it that way, but the people drawing it really didn't care. Um, so it's as simple as that. Well, that's our little dissertation, I guess, on redistricting and other issues that are going on in the area. Hope you agree or hope you enjoyed it. Um, and, uh, you know, we'll be back at a future date with another podcast uh, right here on Mayor Graham's View.